Hello and welcome to the Tech Authority Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Brown, and today we're going to be talking about ways to protect your computer from ransomware. So what ransomware is, is basically, you've heard of a ransom when somebody takes something from you, and then for you to get it back, you have to pay a ransom. So essentially, ransomware does a similar thing with your data, and as soon as they have your data, they encrypt it so that you can't read it or view it or open it or do anything with it at all. Now, you can actually avoid getting this type of stuff, and it is actually relatively simple if you follow by these rules. Now, this version of ransomware that came out is called WannaCrypt, and uh, you may have heard of it. All, all over the news over the, the weekend that's just gone. Uh, it's a pretty big issue. Uh, over 99 countries were impacted by this. And essentially what it does is that there's a bug or a hole inside of Windows that was open and that the hackers decide to expose and people got caught with this ransomware bug. Now, this is only impacting people with Windows XP, Windows 8, and Windows Server 2003. Now, here's a few ideas that you can use to help protect your machine from getting impacted by this ransomware. The first thing that you want to do is make sure that you have the latest updates for your operating system. Now, this might be Windows, it might be Mac OS, it might be Linux... Whatever operating system that you're using, you want to make sure that it's always up to date. Why? Well, in case of something like ransomware or a virus or something that's going to be looking to see whether you're up to date. And if you're not up to date, then you're going to be exposed and then your data is going to be encrypted. Now, nobody likes having that feeling. Nobody likes fixing that problem. Uh, you always need to make sure that your data is secure, no matter what, whether it's personal or business. You want to make sure that you always have access to your data, no matter what system that it's connected to. Now, because I work with computers all the time, and I know these things, I try to express this to people as well, so that they have access to their system all the time. We don't want anyone controlling the system apart from yourself or the business that you're in. They want to make sure that everything's under their control, that they've got access to it at all times, and that nobody's going to take that away from you. Now, one thing is making sure that your system is up to date, not only with your Windows system, but your antivirus system as well. Now, if you don't have antivirus you're prone to getting a virus onto your computer. Viruses used to be a massive thing back in the early days of computing, especially between the 80s to the 90s when everyone was sharing things around and giving software to people, files to people on disk, not just on USB like we have today, or email. It was more disk to disk, so... You'd extract it onto a three and a half floppy or a five and a quarter floppy disk or a zip disk or something like that, and then you'd share it around with your friends or your family. 
Now, what used to happen, especially when uh, in the 90s and the 80s, uh, we'd share games across with my friends, and from time to time you get this virus that would come onto the machine. And if you have virus protection turned on, you get a warning about something with the virus, and then the virus scanner would be able to remove the virus for you, if it was that good. Uh, some virus scanners don't do a great job at protecting you online, but the majority of them do now. And I would recommend that if you don't have an antivirus, that you go out and get one. Do some research, have a look to see what's affordable. There's free antivirus. Make sure you have one installed at all times. Uh, the next thing that you want to do is make sure that you have some malware protection as well. Now, malware stops a lot of the stuff coming in from spyware and malware and some of the ransomware as well. And one of the best products that you can buy to protect yourself and your business is Malwarebytes Anti-Malware or Malwarebytes Endpoint Security. Now, the endpoint security is more focused for business, but it doesn't mean that you can't have that on your PC or home either. Uh, what this does is it protects you from malware completely so ransomware malware and anything in between kind of like a virus scanner in a way but more focused on the actual stuff that stops you from browsing the internet that's what malware does viruses will slow the computer down and encrypt your data and do all sorts of other things but sometimes it won't actually stop you from browsing the internet where the malware stuff will uh I would recommend doing this on any platform, whether you have Windows, whether you have a Macintosh, and I know that some of your Mac people will say, well, I don't get viruses, or I don't get spyware, I'm not a target. People don't target Macs. Well, that is not true. People do target Macs, and once, when you get infected for the first time, and you don't have any protection on your computer, then you're going to look like a fool. In a bad way. You should always have protection no matter what. You might think it's not a good idea. You might think it's going to slow the computer down. Yes, it might do that. But if you get a good piece of software that you have the ability to control, whether you don't want it to scan all the time, 24-7, 365, you can control that. You can say, scan at a certain point and then let me know if there's a problem. You don't have to have it on 24-7 for it to work. But it is helpful if you have some protection anyway. The other thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you do not open emails from people that you do not know. And if there's an attachment in that email, you do not want to open it. Because what happens is, is that this is where the problem lies. Mostly with email, because you think, oh, I've got a gas bill, and it's from whoever your gas provider is, or electricity provider is. Let's say AGL, for example, or Australia Post. You really have to be careful with some of these emails that come through, because some of the spam protection that you have may not be working all that well. It might look like a legit email but sometimes it is not a legit email. And the way that some of these spams or scams occur is that once they get into your inbox once, 
then you keep getting more and more of them. And what happens is, is that when you have a lot of people on your address book and you get the impacted by the virus or the spam email, sometimes what will happen is that you become the person who sends out an email to your friends on your address book and all your friends get the scam email thinking, oh great, I got an email from whoever it is, your best friends, and before you know it, you're infected with an email and all your data's been encrypted and all sorts of stuff has gone wrong. Now, it's a problem. It really is a problem. You really need to check the emails that come in and what you can do is when you get one of these spam emails, have a look at the address in Outlook or whatever your mail program is and check the domain name against the email. If it matches the domain, like for Australia Post, it'd be ozpost.com.au. But if it doesn't match and it's something completely different and it's coming from China or from .eu or something else, then it's a spam email. Also look at the text, the subject, how it's been written, does it make sense? Are there any grammar issues? Is everything kind of all weird and uh, doesn't look right? Well, if it doesn't look right and the text doesn't match what you'd expect from your email provider, whoever sent you that email, whether it's Australia Post or Telstra or AGL or Origin or whoever it is, if it doesn't match and it doesn't look like it's the right thing, delete it. Get rid of it. You don't want it on your system. You don't need it to be infecting your system either. So you need to make sure that you do not open those emails. Delete them straight away. Uh, the thing that I use for my inbox is a extra added protection that I get with Office 365. Now, that protection is called Advanced Threat Protection. And what this does is it adds an extra layer of scanning before the email arrives into your mailbox at Microsoft's end. Now, what happens is, is that Microsoft will look at the email first before it arrives into your inbox. And it will test it to see if it does anything different that, to what you're expecting it's going to do. So I say you get an email, it has a web link in there that you can click on to go to a web page, or it has a file attachment in there, and it might be a PDF or something else, and it'll look at it and see what's going to happen with it. So... If there's anything happening with the actual file attachment and when it does open, it does some other things that you're unaware of, Microsoft will look at it and say, okay, this file has a problem against it. And what it will do is you can either tell the person that there's something wrong with the file and not to open it, or you can block that file completely, which will then in turn block the email from that person who sent it to you completely. Uh, if it's a web link and you click on it, what happens is, is that as soon as you click on it, it'll become, the link will change when Microsoft 
makes it arrive into your mailbox and it'll have some other link that Microsoft says, okay, this is going to be a safe link now. When you click on the link, it'll open in the browser. Microsoft will then scan the web link to see if it's doing anything different. It's kind of like what it did with the file attachment. So it checks it again. And then what it says is that if it's okay, it will then send you to the web page. If it finds something wrong, it will then change the web page and say, hey, by the way, there's a problem with this. And the screen will turn red saying, don't go to this web page because it's got some type of infection against it or malware or something else that's broken that Microsoft suspected there's an issue with. Which is fantastic because what happens then is that you don't get infected by it. Microsoft say, hey, there's a problem and you don't have to worry about things anymore. Always make sure that you have a backup online and offline. What do I mean by that? Well, online means that you either have a server that's imp that's doing the backup for you, that's even connected to your domain, but not actually a part of your business domain. So it's on the network, but kind of separated in a way that it's not going to be impacted by any virus or encryption that comes through. This allows you to basically restore any files in case something does go wrong. The offline side of things is having a disaster recovery. So you might send your data to a cloud service or a remote location that has the ability to restore from later on. Or you might have it as a separate thing. So you might have a, a backup tape that you take out of the server and then you have that in your hand. You can put it with a uh, recovery data recovery place or you can take it home or take it off site in case there's a fire. You've always got to make sure that you have backup so you can restore in case something does go wrong. If you have any questions about this or you want something set up so that you're protected online, why not give us a call? You can visit our website, aussieit.solutions, and we can help you out. Uh, you can sign up for our mailing list, and that way you can find out ways on how you can be protected online. And you can call us. All our details are on the website. Thank you very much for listening. You can also email us at podcast at techauthority.org. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Bye for now.